Thanks for listening to The Rest is Politics. Sign up to The Rest is Politics Plus to enjoy ad-free listening, receive a weekly newsletter, join our members' chat room and gain early access to live show tickets. Just go to therestispolitics.com. That's therestispolitics.com. So, welcome to another episode of The Rest is Politics with me, Alistair Campbell. And with me, Rory Stewart. And it's a bit of a short sort of holiday season episode, this, isn't it? Yeah, we're just going to briefly look forward to next year. And take a few Q&As. So, let me start with a question for you. Mm-hmm. It's a very bad question for you. Toby Smith, would Alistair rather see a Burnley promotion or a Labour government next year? Labour government. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> here's, one, here's one more serious. David McFarlane, how do you predict the war in Ukraine will end and will it happen in 2023? Um, I think it's going to be very sadly difficult for it to end in 2023. The best chance now of it ending is paradoxically to follow Biden, not Macron. Mm. This is not going to be solved through trying to find some understanding or compromise with Putin. I'm afraid that the best hope now is to keep strong support up to the Ukrainians and to get Putin into a situation where he has to withdraw. And it's a very, it's going to be very dangerous though, because, you know, at the same time as I'm saying that, I'm very conscious that's a nuclear armed power. Mm. It's got enormous reserves and he will not want to be humiliated, but Mm. I cannot see a route to anything other than lasting stalemate unless people get on with it. Do you not think though, we, we talked in the, the awards podcast, we talked about, you were saying that your surprise of the year was the extent to which Europe had hung together. Do you not think this, the the inflation, cost of living crisis, energy prices. Do you think that this, the holding of this will, which there seems to be at the political level, certainly, do you think that's going to be maintained through another another twelve well, months? It's amazing, isn't it? You wouldn't have predicted it, and you would have thought this huge opportunity for populist politicians to say there's an easy solution to all your economic ills. Let's just cut a deal with Putin and abandon Ukraine. And it's very odd that political entrepreneurs haven't filled that space, that we Mm. didn't really see that happening with Giorgio Maloney, who's the populist right-wing leader in Italy. Even Farage hasn't been out there trying to argue for that. The Republican right, you've got a little bit of that in the US, but it's very interesting because there is a direct relationship between people's energy bills, inflation, Mm. and the sacrifices that people are making to support Ukraine. But, we've, got, we've got one of those smart meter yeah, things yeah. that's been installed. It's, I sit there watching it now. It literally, you, just, you watch the, the bill go yeah. up and up and up and up. Yeah. But still something extraordinary, like 70% of the British population is still firmly, firmly behind supporting Ukraine. And supporting the nurses, Rory. Is it 70% supporting the nurses? Uh, the latest poll I saw today, I think it was 68 Wow. And the nurses were asking, some of them were asking for an 18% pay rise, mm. which is quite a big, big rise. That's interesting. I, I don't understand the strategy of the government of sort of saying we're not going to talk to them about pay. I mean, I just don't get it. Listen, Neil Walsh, very simple question, almost as short as Charles Walker's four-word speech. Will 2023 be less mental? <sighs> yes, maybe. I mean, I think, uh, I think actually there, there's real reason to think it could be more mental. I continue to think that there is a significant risk of China uh, moving against Taiwan. Mm-hmm that Xi Jinping's window of opportunity is closing. He will see the West at the moment on the edge of an economic recession, facing energy challenges. His own reputation has been shaken a bit by his response to COVID and the demonstrations against him. So I would put 
40% chance that he may go into Taiwan this year, in which case we're going to see economic and geopolitical impacts such as we have never begun to consider 10 times worse than Russia. That's two wars you've predicted in a week because you were, you were saying Kosovo-Serbia is going to kick off as well. Yeah, Kosovo-Serbia is also in a lot of danger. So I'm afraid next year could be pretty bad. Yeah. I guess what the question might mean relates to what we've mentioned a few times now about Rishi Sunak trying to be a bit sort of low profile and not be as quite as crazy as his predecessors. Yeah, well, I think that's true. I mean, I think you were reminding us in the last pod how Boris Johnson followed the Trump playbook, the sort of dead cat playbook, which is that mm. you distract from one scandal by producing another scandal the next day and another even bigger the next day, which mm. creates this sort of media frenzy of outrage, which has left the British and American media, I think, with a bit of a hangover. I mean, they've mm. come out of the Trump-Johnson years still reeling, trying to work out how to report more traditional politics again. Mm. I've noticed myself spending far less time on social media and I think it's partly because of Musk, but I think it's also because Trump's gone and Johnson's gone and things aren't quite as crazy. Now, what about this one? Peter O'Brien, what crisis is bubbling under the surface waiting to reveal itself in 2023? I'm going Kosovo, Serbia. What's yours? I've got a feeling that the whole post-Grenfell housing situation has not been properly addressed and that there are, there are real housing crises that are going to erupt. Is there any chance of dissension within the Labour Party, or do you think Keir Starmer's got a grip on that? Is there any chance that he wouldn't lead them into the next election? No, I think he's in a very, very strong position in the Labour Party. I think you still get people grumbling, but you always do. You know, I've said many, many times, I do worry that, that the Labour Party is relying too much on the government being dreadful, which they are, and being unpopular, which they are. But I think really to seal the deal, with the British public. You've got to give them that sense of, of clarity about what you want to do. You've got to get a real sense of hope. Now, I think Keir, look, don't get me wrong, I think Keir has done an extraordinary job to go from where Labour were in 2019 to become leader five years after becoming an MP, to decontaminate the brand with all that anti-Semitism stuff and so forth, to really be able to hold his own against such a difficult opponent as Johnson to see off two prime ministers, but I, I, I really do think now it's got to be it's got to be stepping up on the big policy agenda. But no, I think he's absolutely safe. We've got a number of questions coming into to Twitter about Afghanistan, pointing out that the government completely failed to follow through on their offers to bring over twenty thousand Afghan refugees, and in some of these schemes, it seems not one of them has come over. It's horrific. We had a, a question from a woman at the Royal College of Music. We also had a question actually from John Barron MP, who just WhatsApp. He's a conservative MP, not from my side of the party, Brexit party, but listens to the podcast. Says still not a single visa has come through. Mm. Um, and the British government got all that sort of press from claiming they were going to bring in 20,000 Afghans and then didn't at all. But Rory, you mentioned the press there. I think this is something else that I really believe that the, the press and the broadcasters have to reflect on very, very carefully. If there's one thing they need to learn from the Johnson Trust era, it is that politics and news and media management is not just about making big announcements. It's then the job of the media to keep tabs on whether those promises are being fulfilled and whether pledges are being followed through. I think Sunak's, I accept he's nowhere near as bad as Johnson at this, but he still has a tendency to make big announcements and then actually not put forward plans to see them through. And, you know, I, I really wish that our media would understand that its role in a democracy, particularly at a time like this, is not just a set of tellers what the latest promise is. It's also 
to focus on whether they've delivered on the stuff that they promised in the past. I found it bizarre as a politician. <laughs> so one of the things that I um, try to secure for my constituency was uh, dueling, making a two-lane road on the A66, which connects Yorkshire at Scotch Corner across the Cumbria. So made the announcement. And then a year later, the government made the announcement it was dueling the A66 again. Then I noticed the Secretary of State Transport made the announcement a year after that. Then I went. Then my successor, Neil Hudson in the constituency, announced it during the A66. Then Grant Shapps announced it again. We're now five years on from the initial announcement. And as far as I know, the work on this road still isn't going to start till about 2032. Well, and we, this is what gets my goat. When we were in government, we used to get criticised the whole time for re-announcing things. When what we were actually doing was announcing things and then reporting on the progress being made in policies that we were taking oh, forward. It's this thing, it's, you see, everybody's learnt the wrong lessons from you. There's a lot of re-announcing goes on, isn't it? I don't like it one bit. Okay, Rory, let's have a quick break. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy, too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics U.S. wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now here's a question where you can kind of give us a good answer. So one of the questions is... You're saying I don't normally give good answers, Rory? Well, this one you're going to be able to give a very, very good answer to because Andrea Dobrovolsky wants to know about speculations of great labor big beasts returning to labor in the not-too-distant future. She basically wants to know, where is David Miliband and what's he doing? David Miliband is in the kitchen having a cup of tea, waiting for me to end this podcast, then I'll go down and we'll have a chat about stuff. Oh, that's very good. You've got, you've got the Lionel Messi of international development making you a cup of tea. Are you by any chance avoiding the fundamental question, which is when is David Miliband returning to front bench politics? 
Uh, I'm not avoiding the question. I just don't have an answer for you. Our producer said, if only we could ask David Miliband. But and the trouble require- is, if I, do, if I do that, Lionel Messi's downstairs. He will want to have a chat as well. And That's I just think that would be very, 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 very difficult. Um, here's one. Rachel Hughes, what's the question we should all be throwing out for discussion at the Christmas dinner table? Well, my question, this is much fun at the Christmas dinner table, but my, my fundamental question is, why have people given up talking about global poverty? Here's one fact. 1980, 170 million people living in extreme poverty in Africa. Today, 470 million people. And do you remember we were going to be making poverty history? Mm. There's the SDG, eliminating extreme poverty. Why is nobody talking about it anymore? Why, is it, why, why have people lost focus on this? So you're going to sit down with your mother and your sister and yep. your two little boys and your wife, and you're going to say, let's have a chat about global poverty. No, that's true. I'm probably not hey, going to do that. that surely your like children it. have want to talk yeah. about so. Yeah. Well, so I tell you what they want to talk about. Literally all they want to talk about is Pokemon. And I don't understand anything about no, Pokemon. No, no, They're I. completely incomprehensible. Sasha Wheatcroft, do either of you like Brussels sprouts? If so, how do you like them? And do you eat them year round? Absolutely hate them. I hate them. I'm afraid Absolutely it's not a very good question. Yeah. I've always hidden. And apparently it's to do with the fact that I was told, this is probably nonsense, but both of us have our taste buds intact, that the only people who like Brussels sprouts are missing one key part of their taste buds. Is that right? I'm going to go real Grinch mode now. I have a bit of an aversion. Maybe this is a big difference between you and me because you love this whole tradition, this idea of tradition. I have an aversion to events or dates that everybody is meant to be feeling and doing the same thing. Huh. I don't really get the turkey thing. Fiona's a vegetarian, right? Oh, she's a vegetarian. And you've stopped drinking, which is the other thing that everybody does. And I don't cook. And we're not Christians. So why do we have to worry about thinking we feel social pressure to eat a bloody turkey? I don't understand it. Fortunately, I, as a fine old conservative, I love all of it. I'll be going to church on Christmas morning. Will I'll you? I'll romping back. Yeah. And so insanely traditional, we, we will be eating a goose. And therefore, covering the entire kitchen floor in deep goose fat because it always overpours the pan. Okay, so you're going to church on Christmas Day. How many times? How many other times during the year do you go to church? I do go to church quite a lot. Yeah, I, do I like going to church. You know, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite serious about that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that a bit next year. Well, I love yeah, talking so. to uh, talking about religion. Yeah. Well, you're quite interested in religion, aren't you? I'm very yeah. interested in religion. I just, I just don't have faith other than in stuff that I think. Well, so the, the, the thing that really changed my life was I went on an 11 day silent retreat. Mm, I remember that, that, yeah. Yeah. And that really was amazing. I think it's good. Well, did you not. find God? Yeah, I think I did find God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you um, not have him before that? Not really. No, no, no. This is the thing you went to where you, you literally weren't allowed to speak to another human being for 11 days. Yeah. I meditated, whatever it was, 14 hours a day for 11 days. Um, oh. Question for you then. Dr. Lucien Sanchez, is there a single thing that we can look forward to in 2023? Oh, yeah. There's always things to look forward to. Burnley Rome is certainly going to get promoted. I am going to make more regular trips to Glasgow to play the pipes with my tutor, Finley MacDonald, at the National Piping Centre. Uh, Finley MacDonald, yeah, the great, the great piper, your, your tutor. And then I think on the, on the political front, oh, look, I really hope that the the continuing drive towards the expulsion of the Tories from government will march on inexorably. I'm looking forward to that. So I'm looking forward to a continuing consolidation of more moderate voices, mm-hmm. that the move away from populism in Britain and the United States, I'd like to see 
moving on through Latin America and Asia. Mm-hmm. I very hopeful that we will finally next year make a bit of progress on climate and in particular the next climate conference, which is in UAE, think more about the people who are at the receiving end of climate. Mm. People like Somalis who contribute almost none of the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, but have been through the fourth year of drought. There's a hundred billion dollars sitting around. And one of the things that I'm plotting with your friend, David Miliband, when he gets out of his kitchen. There's my kitchen. Your kitchen, yeah. Mm. Is how he and I might be able to work together to really think about development for climate. In other words, how do we provide support for the very poorest as they suffer the extremity of climate mm. effects. And I think that's something that next year could be the year for getting the focus back on poverty. Okay. Well, that would be a great thing. I thought it was really interesting last week, or was it this week, when the biodiversity COP, the equivalent, ended. And it, okay, they came to an agreement of sorts. But do you know thing that really, really, really depressed me was the line in the one of the parts of the communique that said that not a single part of the agreement of the previous COP had actually been met by governments. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So it's really good. I mean, there has to be... And I think keeping the focus on biodiversity is a good one, Alistair, because we think a lot just about global mean temperature and climate change, but the loss of biodiversity is staggering worldwide. The loss of forest cover, the loss of biodiversity in Britain, the loss of biodiversity in Europe. And, you know, we're talking nature and all its richness, the number of species that are going extinct and being lost forever, the number of habitats that are devastated and lost. Um, mm. Final one, I think, as we come towards an end, Kate NS, she asks, I've got an answer for this, but I'd love to hear your answer. If you had a magic wand and could get one piece of legislation through Parliament next year, what would it focus on? Go on, then you first. Well, so my, my one is I would take legislation through t- to take the whole of the Greenbelt and turn it into the largest forest in England. I'd want to get... 300 million trees, full public access through the Greenbelt, protects it from any more housing development and create a breathing lung all the way around London to purify our air and help us with climate change. Mm. I would like the Secretary of State for levelling up a department created to give meaning to a slogan. I think it's Michael Gove at the moment. I would like him to bring forward a bill which reinstates SureStart and regional development agencies as key levers of levelling up. Very good. Okay, well, that's a lot to discuss next week. Um, Thank you all very much, and a very, very happy, I think we would say to you, holiday season. And on that, very happy new year. All the best.